Hello, I wanted to talk about the Gabby Potato case now that it's completely over. Um, they found Brian Laundrie's body. He is deceased and has been for some time. Like the police will probably have to say in some form publicly like when they think he died but I would assume just from what happened that he likely um killed himself and that he was probably dead since like he disappeared um just because the fact that some of his remains were his remains were like skeletized that's a long time to be dead um yeah, I just, I have a lot of thoughts when it comes to this case, and especially how people reacted to it. I saw a really good video on TikTok. The user's name is like Zero Wolf, spelled Z-E-R-O-W-O-O-L-F-E. He is someone that, I really like their account in general, but they did a really great video of talking about how when people follow true crime cases like this, as if they're watching, like, a Netflix TV show, and there's, like, a storyline happening, like, there's a narrative arc happening that will end with something satisfying, um, hurtful things happen, like what happened during the course of this case, and, um, they put that really well, like, that's exactly the issues that I came up against when this case was happening, like, people, um, people online especially, they, people want things to be easy, or, like, they want things to be simple, um, they want it to be black, as black and white as possible, and it's, um, it's not, it's just not, that's not how actual human beings are, and, like, the true crime community tends to do this. Like, there are certain parts of true crime that can be very prevalent, um, that they, like, almost are interested in it because of wanting moral superiority to someone. Like, they hear about situations and they say, like, oh, I would never do that if that was me. I could never react that way. I would never do this. I would never do that. But most of the time, the people who say that have never been in a situation like that before and know that, and don't know that it's impossible for you to ever tell how you would react to something. It's just, you never know. And a lot of the people who say things like that and tend to react that way tend to be very harsh on, like, the family or friends of people, like, the people around someone that they think is a suspicious individual like I've seen um almost every true crime case I've ever heard which is why I basically like stopped listening to basically every true crime podcast I listened to would talk about how would like they would bring up like some wacky theory that like somebody thought um like for instance the faith hedge hedge path I believe Hedgepath is her last name. I'm really sorry if I'm getting that wrong. Um, she was murdered 12 years ago. Someone was actually just recently arrested in her case, which was a great sign. But, like, 
her friend called 911 and because of the things her friend said on the 911 call there were people out there that were speculating that she was involved in her death and it was all based on the fact that her friend came home and found her roommate like her friend viciously murdered with like blood and all of this stuff and it did not react the way that they thought was they sh- she should when she was extremely traumatized and especially when you're when you react to something like that like you kind of go into shock and you disassociate a lot you don't even know like that friend later probably didn't even wasn't even really fully there when she was doing that because of just how overwhelmed she was of finding her roommate's dead body which is never something that anyone would ever expect much less one a dead body of someone who was brutally murdered not just like dying by like natural causes so when i was watching this case happen i feel like a lot of true crime had a lot of these ideas and like preconceived notions of like who they wanted brian laundry's parents and his family and stuff to be they wanted they wanted them to be like almost like a stereotypical like bad side like gabby and gabby's family clearly is like good people and um she's obviously the victim of this entire situation so you obviously like them and care about them and and are pulling for them um so on the other side is like uh people just wanted the worst from them like they wanted to believe that his parents were like hiding him or like helping him be on the run like communicating with him not working with the police or lying to the police and um none of that was true though that that's like the thing that's the most important thing i'm trying to say here uh none of that was actually accurate and we know that for sure because i don't know a lot like about the timeline of this case especially because because it was everywhere and like i don't like to follow any case like this that's happening in the early stages because there's a lot of information during that time that ends up not being accurate or not panning out like it just takes time for the police to get like all the evidence that they have in order to really set up like a timeline in a cohesive way um because there's just so much information in the beginning coming in from all these different places um and especially when it's like a huge case like this where there's like millions of people watching and commenting on every single thing that happens that happens even more and so the but the things that i did know about the case and that i just remembered was that like it broke on like a thursday i remember it because i took off of work that like thursday and friday to relax and then spent the two days basically triggered by like seeing all these people's reactions to the gabby petito case and just like kind of the vile ways that some on social media were di- were discussing it um and but the thing is so that thursday was when the national media basically found out about this case and found out that she had been missing since 
like the end of August and that Brian had been home with his family and all these things. So the Friday, like that second day, like that Friday, I think it was like September 17th or 18th, one of those days, was when we found out that he was missing. And so um, that was when the family told the police that he was missing, that he had gone to this, like, nature reserve and had never come back. He had gone to that nature reserve on that following Tuesday. So basically, ever since two days before anyone even heard about the Gabby Petito case, on, like, at least most people heard about it, um, he was already gone and likely dead. So... People during the course of this case kept questioning everything that the parents did. Like, they questioned the fact that they got an attorney, but, like, honestly, that was probably... That's just a smart decision to do in this situation at all. And um, I honestly cannot fault his family for wanting to get an attorney to protect him and them. Like, especially because of how much this case was in like the public eye like dog the bounty hunter showed up at their house just to scare them and to try to act like he was gonna find brian laundry just so he could try to get like a reality tv show and get some attention in media and like people acted like he was like somehow gonna be like the savior of this case when that was clearly just a publicity stunt the entire time But, like, people like him is, like, why his parents needed that attorney, even if they never thought they were going to have to need one to, like, help him. Um, But anyway, so them getting an attorney, I wouldn't hold that against them. Uh, Anyone who's talking to the police should fucking get one. Screw that whole idea that it makes you look guilty. Um, Even if some people who are guilty have them it's just a good idea to have one and um but other than that a lot of people like like I remember at some point like his sister's name was trending on twitter because the attorney was explaining that she got like dates of the last day she saw Brian mixed up which is understandable like considering everything that happened um people like that's just normal people we don't remember every single thing that happened on each day it happened sometimes people get dates mixed up but um the people who are following this case read into absolutely everything there possibly could be and if i'm not being clear enough about this you were wrong you were a hundred percent wrong his family weren't conspiring to hide him from the police his family weren't like somehow secretly sending him money they weren't covering for him he was dead before you even knew what his name was and who gabby petito even was he was dead already before you even knew about this case existing his family never communicated with him they never sent him any money they never tried to hide him they told the police that he was gone and not only that but they told the police where he went they told the police the areas of the park that he generally went to like they helped out like i saw a lot of people 
make vegan videos on TikTok being confused about why his parents showed up and were immediately able to find, like, personal belongings of his as if they knew where they were. And, like, I just, I want people to think about what that, like, what your theory even is when you say that. Like, is your theory that his parents knew that he was dead and hid the location of his dead body so that his body could rot in the middle of a nature reserve outside in the middle of all of the elements like nobody would ever want a, someone you love to be for their body to just be out there like that if you knew where they were like that's the only thing you can be saying right now if you're trying to say something like that because unless you're being a total complete conspiracy theorist and are trying to say that Brian Laundry isn't actually dead, which is absolute bullshit, but that I'll go into that a little bit later, but like that that's the only thing you could possibly be saying if you're not trying to imply that he's not really dead because for some reason the police force is going to cover up where a perpetrator is that they could put to trial and throw into prison. <laughs> like what the fuck? Okay, but anyway, the only thing you could be possibly arguing then is that his parents hid the, where the location of their son was and, like, wanted his body to be out there in the wilderness. That's not what anybody would have wanted, ever. Never. That's never what people would be doing. The problem with this case is that people, like, read into things and saw th- and wanted to see storylines, like I said, like that person's video said in a certain way they wanted his family to be like these kind of evil conniving people because it's just easier for people to think about it that way that like it's harder to look at the reality of the situation which seems to be that like their son did this horrific thing but like they're going through their own version of like hell and a ton of trauma because, like, imagine, like, that whole roller coaster. Imagine your son coming home from his trip with his girlfriend, like, early, telling him, him telling them whatever he told them. And then all of a sudden having the police show up asking you questions because his girlfriend's family is reporting her missing. And, like, you don't want to just believe that you're this person that you love killed someone that's never what anybody wants to believe ever so you like try you're trying to like give them give him the chance to like you know show that he's not he didn't do this thing that everyone thinks he did and then when the pull and then right after the police start asking him questions he says he needs to get out of the house to get away for a little bit to go to a nature center leaves all of his personal belongings at home and disappears and you never see him ever again and you end up finding his dead body like a month or so later like they don't know there's so many things that they don't know and they don't understand and they never will understand like just like as Gabby's family has things that they will never understand both of those families are victims of this entire situation that Brian created and people but people don't like that they want them to just be the bad ones they want them to be kind of like the villains on like a tv show or a movie that are doing all these horrible things so you can be mad at them so you can 
not think about the fact that you're like invading their privacy like there are people online that sent drones over their house and took video of them of his mom gardening in the backyard and posted it online and turned it into this whole crazy conspiracy theory that they had an underground bunker underneath their garden where they were hiding him when in reality the entire time all of that was going on he was dead somewhere so the thing with this is that people were so invested in this idea that his parents were hiding him that his parents were complicit that his parents were bad too that that whole family was bad and everything was horrible and there was no redeeming qualities to any of them because he was clearly just a monster that they missed a lot people missed a lot of like obvious signs like um a few the some of the few things i did know about this case was that when he left and went to that nature center he didn't have any personal belongings on him at all like he they the when the police went there the car that he drove there was still there i'm pretty sure it was still there and but like the more important thing is that he left like his phone his wallet his id his debit cards everything at home and like if you follow true crime when somebody disappears and they just and you find all of the personal belongings that a person would ever need in order to do anything at all in this society at home with you and they don't have it it generally means that they're dead somewhere like you know that you know that they're dead somewhere they're not running away they're not a runaway they're dead so like why did people know that about this case but nobody besides a few people it seemed seemed to think that brian laundry was dead in that reserve area and it was just a matter of time until the police found his body why were people thinking that he was out on the run somewhere why were people like confused and surprised when they found his dead body and even went into like trying to come up with conspiracy theories to validate not wanting to believe that it that that body was his because you got more invested in like the story that you thought was happening than what was actually happening like the police never looked anywhere besides that reserve and his parents like the reason why his parents were there on that day the area that they were looking in that day was an area that had been flooded for a while that they had not been able to search they had been searching that entire like 25,000 acre like area for the last month or so as much as they possibly could and they hadn't found him yet they knew like that he couldn't be anywhere else he didn't have anything on him that you would need to ever get anywhere else so there was no way that he somehow left and people didn't know he was he just he was in there somewhere it was just a matter of finding him and so the area that they were searching that day was an area that had been completely flooded so that they hadn't been able to look in it yet and it's just a process of elimination if you're looking in this gigantic like nature area and you've looked everywhere else except for a few places that you could you did not have access to because of flooding 
it seems pretty obvious that you're likely going to find him and his body when you look in the areas that you hadn't been able to look for, look in yet. So yeah, his parents showed up that day because they knew that there was likely a very high chance that they were going to find him. Because this was one of the very few places left for them to look. So they came to help. And they found and they found him. It's not a conspiracy. It's not the police planting or like the parents planting evidence, which is just like absurd anyway. It's just process of elimination. That if they've looked everywhere else, and this is one of the few places that they haven't looked at yet, this is likely the like the a place where they could actually find him. That there's a very high chance that they could. And if his parents are there, if his family is there, then his family can automatically, like right away, uh, tell them if these personal belongings were his. Like usually if this would have happened any other way, like if, if his parents weren't there with them when they found like the backpack and the notebook, they would have had to call the parents and have them like come down or come to the police station or something to look at what they found so they could tell them if it was his or not. And then they would go back and call in a medical examiner and start processing the body. But because the parents were there when it happened, they were able to say right away, this is his. And were able to, you know, they likely like subpoenaed his like dental records and everything before they likely already had those records like ready and waiting because they knew like he had been missing for a month and they likely knew because he left all of his personal belongings at home that they were likely going to find him dead in there at some point especially as more time went on so they probably already like had had subpoenaed the medical records to see his dental records so that they could match them up and that's why they matched them up so fast like that's why his parents were there because they knew that he was in there somewhere and this was one of the only places left in that park where he was. Like the reason why the majority of people miss that is because they were so stuck in this idea that Brian was out there being like a fugitive from the law. Like he was doing like Shawshank Redemption or like some movie like that. But it didn't make any sense at all why anybody even thought that. Like, I honestly didn't know why anyone was thinking that. Like, he didn't have a phone or money or anything. Like, how was he ever going to get a get around? How was he even going to get anywhere after leaving that, like, nature reserve? Like, I never understood why people thought that. And as, I especially didn't understand why people thought that after they... When you consider, like, his actions, like, I know that people wanted Brian Laundrie to be, like, Chris Watts. Um, Chris, if you don't know, Chris Watts is someone, a few years, a years ago, he, he exhibited, honestly, a lot of narcissistic traits. And he, um, he was cheating on his wife with a girlfriend, and he, his wife was on, like, a business trip she came home and that night in the middle of the night he killed her and then took their two like young daughters and killed them and buried them 
and a couple days after they went missing, uh, he admitted to the police that he killed them and everything. That's obviously, like, a really horrendous, um, case. And people wanted Brian Laundrie to be premeditated that way. Like, Chris Watts was very premeditated. His wife had been out of town for a few days before she got back. He had been, like, on a trip with his girlfriend when she had been gone. The girlfriend told the police that, like, she didn't know, like... He was, he was making her think that, like, you know, that they're a really, that his, like, marriage was basically over and that they were going to get divorced. She didn't know, she didn't realize how untrue that was until everything happened. And, um, but, like, he, you know, was spending time with this other woman. He waited until she got back home from this trip and then killed her, like, literally the first night that she was back home. And he obviously planned when he was going to do that. Um, like, basically nothing of this story with, like, Brian Laundrie gives me the idea that he planned anything. And that doesn't mean that what he did is somehow, like, not as bad or anything like that. It's just, like, what happened? Like, him killing Gabby after they likely had another argument or something when after like the situation with the police especially probably after the situation with the police like that probably made him um even more paranoid that like he was going to get in trouble for um abusing her and probably even more controlling than he was before because random strangers saw him hit her like that's why they called 911 on him in the first place so um whatever happened after that he just you don't like he had so many different things he could have done and he literally just like took her body somewhere and then drove home and never told anyone never tried to call the police about her being missing never did any of that like chris watts like legitimately like um stood in front of his house and talked to the news and like did interviews and and all of this stuff, and, like, cried at being like, I just want them to bring my family home, when he knew that he had killed them all the night before. Like, um, Brian Laundrie and anyone from Brian Laundrie's family, none of them did any of that. None of them, well, obviously, Brian was gone and likely dead before, like, by the time the press and stuff even wanted to talk to him, but even after that, like, his family didn't do that. Uh, they talked to the press a couple times and like in the like a few times in the very early stages before their attorney kind of cut that off which was probably a smart thing but like they weren't like wanting to but like the press was like in front of their house (laughs) so like when they would go outside they would have they had no choice but to kind of Uh, talk to them and it's kind of one of those hard situations that like when the press is like literally on your front front lawn harassing you whenever you leave your house it's kind of like well maybe if I talk to them and give them an interview they'll leave me alone and they'll leave so that's a lot of times why people do things like that but like 
they weren't trying to like ham it up for the cameras. Brian most definitely never did. And so he it wasn't the same as Chris Watts. He clearly like looking at that behavior just from the outside, it seems pretty clear that it was not at all planned what he did and afterwards he basically just freaked the fuck out. He like just drove all the way back home and because he had no fucking clue what he was doing. Like driving back home into his parents' house to like his family's house, um that's that sounds like somebody panicking and trying to go somewhere that they think they'll be safe. And and especially sounds like someone who's panicking because he had to have known that every single day that passed and he didn't call the police that it was just going to be worse and worse for him like he had to know that every day it that he didn't do something and meant that when the police didn't get involved it was going to just make him look worse that they were going to find out what he did like soon like he like he had to have known that was going to happen which i think is why when they did when the police did start asking him questions after Gabby's family finally was able to report her missing, he disappeared and, uh, went to kill himself. Um, but, like, what I'm trying to say is that none of that, his actions, gave me the idea that this was, like, a planned out malicious event, that he was, like, a raging narcissist. Like, yes, was he abusive? Yes. But you can be a controlling, abusive boyfriend without being a someone who has narcissistic traits like you can that it, that's not exclusive just exclusive to people like that and um but like people didn't don't they didn't like that they didn't like the idea of that because like if he did it I think it honestly like opens up a lot of things with people that they don't want to think about like, it's kind of the whole thing that, like, people are so afraid of, um, people are afraid of things that, that won't happen most of the time. Like, people are so afraid of being murdered by a perfect stranger, but in reality, the majority, the very high majority of people who are murdered are murdered by people they already know. And so it's very much kind of the same thing of, if someone who was a controlling, yes, abusive boyfriend was able to do this to someone, then what if, like, someone you know who's in a similar relationship, what if they could somehow end up like this? And people don't like to think about that, so they try to make it as, like, they try to make the person who did it as evil as possible, and they try to make they just tried really hard to do that and it didn't work like what they did what he did and what his family did like the truth of that cannot be changed just because you want it to be different but it's just such an intriguing thing to me like when I heard about this case when they found what uh Gabby's body I was willing to believe anything for that body to not be hers because I didn't want her to be dead and it's interesting to me that a lot of the people who have made content about it or just talked about this on social media they have the opposite reaction they wanted to believe anything than Brian was dead 
And I was like, why are they having this opposite reaction? Like, why didn't they feel like that when they found Gabby's body? Why are they only feeling that about Brian's body? And I think it's because they don't get, like, the the ending they would like. Like, these, the people I'm talking about, they wanted to see him go to court. They wanted to be able to sit and see him in court every day and call him horrible names and talk about how horrible of a person he was and and like have all the conspiracy theories about what his family knew and when and on uh, all this stuff and like honestly like there is you can say some things that like um Gabby's family um won't get like a day in court but it also means that they don't have to sit there in court and like see him ever they don't have to sit there and listen to any kind of defense his attorney would come up with they don't have to sit there and listen to like all of the intricate like detail oriented evidential things that like the police and everything would have to show to talk about how she died and when she died and just all of these really painful like details that have to be that you have to go through when a case like this goes to trial they don't have to hear any of that anymore now it that's over like now they can concentrate on healing on dealing with all of the trauma that they've been like dumped on and they don't have to do it in the public eye like they'll continue i know they have a foundation so if you've you can look up the foundation and donate to it and support them with whatever they want to do to continue like um putting Gabby's name out there and I I think helping people who are in domestic violence situations but like they don't need to they don't have to be in a pub in the public eye ever again about this case it's over it's done it's no more it's not going forward and like those things I honestly think are positives um but most people who are follow, at least a lot of people online that are following the case, I think the reason why they didn't want the body to be Brian's is because they wanted, they like the idea of like watching him go to trial and go through the justice system. And I feel like that's the side of, um, of true crime that is still very invested in like, in the justice system, honestly. Like, there's a lot of, I saw a lot of people posting about, like, oh, I know the police are gonna, like, do a good job with this case, and I trust in them, and things like that, and it's just, bleh. Um, but, like, I feel like it almost exposes how people still have this idea about the justice system, at least some people, that think that, like, him going to trial and being thrown into prison would be, I don't know, would be would be better or would be something better than if he had just if he died right now and his family and Gabby's family don't have to deal with like the like every everything about the process they'll be going through now being as public as it is like I'm sure that there'll be people still bothering Brian's family because people are terrible but um but like they don't have to do that in the public eye anymore they don't have to show up to court they don't have to do any of it 
this can just stop. And I don't know, maybe it's also a thing, I think it's also a thing of, I mainly think it's a thing that they just don't like the idea that this story ended this way, because if you watch, like, Law and Order or, like, you know, the newest, like, Netflix true crime-inspired TV show or movies or Gone Girl, things like that, all of those have it, have an ending where it, that eventually is, like, a court hearing and things kind of end in a, in a way. Like, that person is still dead, but at least the other person had to deal with the ramifications of their actions, blah, blah, blah. But, like, what happened with this case is more accurate of how, like, these things can go. Like, two people, two young people are dead. Two people's families and friends and loved ones are devastated and going through, like, mind-numbing, like, horrific trauma and grief through this entire thing that they'll be dealing with for years to come for the rest of their life. And there is, like, most of the time in cases like this, there isn't, like, some sort of, like, ending that you can wrap up. Like... this being as depressing and like horrific as it is is kind of the most accurate thing when it comes to cases like this like there usually isn't like a trial that goes as good as it can and then it's over like situations like this is supposed to be devastating and this situation is and you should be feeling that and not trying to and not almost like being disappointed by it like I just keep going back to, like, there's so many signs that he was not alive. And, like, the police never really deterred from looking for him in that area. Like, they clearly never thought he would be anywhere else. And so it's just, like, if you can't follow the signs of what, like, the police and everyone else are doing in situations like this, I don't know what... And, like, wanting to believe, like, kind of the fantasy of the idea that he's out there somewhere trying to get to Mexico or whatever. And if you just, like, stay vigilant, you can, like, catch him and then you get to, like, see, like... And then, like, the drama just continues of seeing him be caught and, and like, booked and arrested and put to trial and all these things just continue. But... That didn't happen this time, and that doesn't happen all of the time. And it just... I have empathy for Brian's family because my dad is awful, or what it was. He's dead, but my dad was a horrific person. Like, I know what it's like to have somebody in your life who loved you, but also did horrible things and like we obviously don't know anything about how Brian was as a person or anything like that but um I mean like I don't know we don't know like his personal relationships and how they were if they were good or bad or somewhere in the middle um but because like my dad he was horrible to other people but he also hurt me a lot but like I can really empathize with with them having to go through having to deal with the fact that their son did that that their son killed someone 
and that they never really got the chance to really talk to him about it, like, how that happened, why he did that, how he feels about it, how he could do that, like, all these sort just sort of questions that you would automatically have in your head because he killed himself, and, which is just an even bigger thing, like, just all of these things that they're, like, if you're someone like a parent or something like that, you would just have all of these questions about, like, what did I do wrong? Like, what did I do to, like, lead him to this moment? Why didn't I see that this could happen? What happened? Like, what happened to make this happen? And there's really never an answer, like, to that. That's really anything that anyone can understand. Like, there isn't, like, just one... It's not that easy. <laughs> like, there isn't, like, oh, this one day, this one time you said this one thing to me, and that's what made me just become, like, um, and that's what made me be, like, controlling around women because of my own insecurities that people won't like me enough, um, as me on my own. Like, that's, like, as much as people don't like it, that's basically the story of, like, every person who's abusive is inside, they're, like, a child, and they are so, like, insecure about who they are, and damaged because likely because of things that have happened to them in the past that they try to control other people and how they see them how they talk to them like who they're it like they have this idea that like if I just cut off access with every other person this person will never leave me um because those they'll only be around me and they'll and if they just listen to me they'll just everything will work out fine and it obviously is an extremely scary and warped thing for them to be doing that but that's generally why they do that so like I I don't know like what kind of relationship Brian had with anybody in his family but I know what it's like to have somebody in your life who you loved that did something horrific like that and you having to reconcile like the happy memories you have with them and be like what the fuck like, I'm sure that's what everyone in his family is feeling right now. Like, that, like, thinking of all the times when he was growing up and all of these good memories they had with him and how it could have ended up with him killing his girlfriend and then killing himself. And that, like, the entire world looks at him as, like, the poster child right now for, like, a domestic violence relationship as, like, the villain of that relationship, as someone who was controlling and knew how to talk to the police so that he could get away without being arrested, so they ended up, like, killing his girlfriend later. Like, it's just... That, that, there's a lot of questions with that, and that ones that can't really be answered. And it's so interesting to see people in true crime, instead of really having to sit with, like, the feelings that they've been avoiding like, with this case, by trying to turn it into, like, a reality show or, like, a, like, a episode of Law and Order, um, like, now that, like, all of the fantasies of who, of, like, Brian being on the run or his parents, like, supporting him and all these, all this stupidness is gone, they're now still, they don't want to give up the idea of that, so instead they're coming up with ridiculous, absolutely absurd conspiracy theories, and it's honestly disgusting. And it's especially disgusting because they didn't come up with any of these conspiracy theories about Gabby's body. When she was found dead, it was like, oh, she's an angel, 
watching over us for all time like nobody like questioned that nobody wanted that to not be true really everyone was just like oh it's obviously her she's obviously dead goodbye but like when it's his body people are coming up with anything like people legitimately came up trying to say that like the fbi is covering up his death so that he can like what what get away like why would the fbi care about that like why would they do that like he's somebody that they've been they've been they've spent the last month looking for this guy the fbi would love to have been able to like arrest him and actually try him for his crimes that's literally what their job is um that finding his dead like deceased body like his skeletalized remains is not exactly how they would like like all of this time effort and money spent to have ended but it is what happened but like it doesn't even make sense the idea that they would cover that up and then some of the things people were saying was just stupid like saying like oh well he just like tore some teeth out or like cut off some fingers and that's what they found like first off i dare you to cut off body parts when you're like in the wilderness in the forest and somehow like survive that <laughs> but also like as much as i hate the police um that is not what they do when they find like like when they say that they match things with dental records like i saw this other video the other day that was great too uh that explained this but this is true teeth are our teeth are bones they're bones so like when your body is skeletized like there's no there's nothing left but your bones your teeth are still there like when you go to like a museum or something or whatever and you see a skull sometimes they might still have like some of their teeth in if they haven't taken them out or something or or they're like a lot smaller than what you're used to because they're bones even though like the rest of your mouth like your gums and stuff are gone they're still there so like that's why they use dental records and that's why they used dental records in this case because it was also extremely public so they wanted to verify it as soon as humanly possible like they they did a press conference saying that they're very sure that the body they found was Gabby's for the same reason because there's so much public perception out there that they wanted to like take control of that story as soon as they possibly could so they had the dental records ready they match them as soon as they possibly could and that was that and like yeah they're gonna like do dna just like they did dna to make sure that gabby's body was, was hers which they announced a few days afterwards was hers and they said like what her cause of death was and everything and they'll likely do the same thing with brian well they'll likely like say when they match the dna that it was him and they'll likely say like what at at that point like once his autopsy is done they'll probably say like what is what they think his cause of death was and, and how long they think he was dead and things like that um but it's like absurd that people think that like first off people think that he could somehow have like chopped off his own fingers and survived that like is he macgyver <laughs> like what are you kidding me no but also the fact that they think that the police would just, like, find some teeth and be like, oh, that looks similar, and that's, like, how they think that people, they match dental records. No, they look at the last x-rays you took at the dentist and see if it matches where your teeth are, where the teeth are in the mouth of the person they found. Like, that's what they do. And it's just, 
you're coming up with all of these conspiracy conspiracy theories. You're basically trying to convince yourself to believe the conspiracy that the body that they found was not really Brian's, even though it was next because it, like his parents like planted evidence of his backpack in his notebook like next in the area where the body was because why 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 are you doing that because you like the idea of him being out there somewhere on the run because it's more exciting like that's what you're doing you're that it's more exciting for you to imagine Brian being out there like still on the run people not knowing that he's not dead and his parents like hiding his family hiding it from everyone and him getting away and and like traveling to Mexico and always having to keep everything a secret and it's a literal plot to a movie like I know I have seen this movie somewhere before but like that's what that's why you want that to happen you want it to be more exciting you think it would be more and a more exciting dramatic thing to imagine like for some reason him somehow fooling the FBI and the police and everyone involved like somehow changing his DNA basically and like his teeth and how they set in his mouth and his skull after he was dead for over a month basically um you want him to be able to do all of that because you let you think it's an exciting idea that like if he was alive out there somewhere that like maybe the police one day would find him or maybe you could find him and you could bring him to justice and stop him from getting away and and like get all like all the praise for like for like getting him arrested and tried for his crimes and all this crazy stuff like you're writing a movie in your mind of what you want this to be and you're like desperately trying to do that and while you're doing that you're treating human beings lives and severe trauma and guilt as entertainment like this is why people say that true crime is an exploitative thing when you use it this way because when you look at these people's stories as if they're characters in a movie as if they're not real people going through real things then you just lose like a complete connection to reality like the way that people talk about some true crime cases makes me feel so sick that like they talk about like oh maybe the best friend actually did it because they like breathed weird on the 911 call or they seemed quote-unquote off in like the interview they did with the police right after they found out that one of their closest friends was viciously murdered like there's been so many cases now from like the 80s and 90s where there was like somebody who someone thought was guilty the entire time because they quote unquote acted weird and then through like DNA or whatever usually DNA they're able to prove that that person never did anything and was just harassed by like the police and the general public for sometimes upwards of like 20 years because they were traumatized and acted in a way that people were judging them for like that's what happens when you do this and like this case was like i feel like the people who are obsessed with this case they're not going to learn anything about domestic violence and how these relationships happen which is the only thing i wanted to happen out of this case i wanted people to learn and like who don't know to like know the signs of when they're is a relationship like this happening 
so that if you see someone in your life going through it, you don't, like, stop talking to them because they stop talking to you or they never show up to things anymore or you keep telling them to break up with their boyfriend and they keep going back to them and just, like, if more people actually knew the signs of an abusive relationship like this, there's a higher chance that they would be able to help their friend get out of it at some point when they're ready. And, but, like, if you, if the only thing you're going to take out of this case is that you think that the FBI is doing a cover-up to, for whatever reason, let Brian Laundrie get away with murdering his girlfriend, which honestly doesn't make any sense whatsoever, but if that's, like, the thing you're wanting to think of, or that, like, he somehow was able to fool them by, like, cutting off his body parts and just leave, like, the area that, even when you think about that for more than 30 seconds, it doesn't make any sense. Like, the area, like I said before, the area where they were searching for his body had been flooded for some time because of, I'm, I'm guessing, like, the rain and stuff that happened after the hurricanes and tropical storms were, like, hitting because, um, this is kind of funny, but, like, right when that case was breaking, my sister was on vacation in Florida, so she was sending me pictures of them getting, like, a bunch of rain and stuff from the hurricane that hit Louisiana and the other tropical storms that were kind of hitting in other areas of the ocean that made them get rain. Like, it's Florida. It's gonna rain a lot sometimes, especially during this time of the season, and so, like, how, like, how would he have possibly known to cut off body parts and leave things in an area that he would somehow know because he's now God, that it, that would be, like, that he somehow would know that they would become flooded. Like, he doesn't know these things. He's not omnipotent. He's not all-knowing. <laughs> like, there's no way that he could have ever known that nature was going to rain that much where they, where the area where they, where he was, was going to be so flooded that they weren't going to be able to find him for all of that time. There's like no guarantee, there's no guarantee that if he did that, that they would ever find anything. And it's just, it just, it's so frustrating and awful that like, I just, the way that they talked about Brian's family was just so atrocious. Like, posting, like, flying a drone over their house, which was definitely illegal to do. Like, people were championing Dog the Bounty Hunter. Dog the Bounty Hunter is a reprehensible human being. He's, he is so racist and homophobic that, like, A&E refuses to do reality shows with him anymore. Like, reality shows are the cheapest shows that TV can do. They usually make money. True crime and, like, the idea of, like, hunting someone down is obviously a very popular thing that people are interested in. The last time he did a reality show years ago, the production company stopped it and refused to film him anymore because he was so homophobic and racist they just refused to be around him anymore. He is that awful. And, you, and like, there were people championing him as a hero and, like, thinking how great it was that he showed up at Brian's family's house and scared them. Like, he was stomping all over, like, the case and, like, just getting in the, uh, in the police's way, causing all of this extra drama and attention because all he wanted was to try to get 
an opportunity to do another reality show, which he tried to pitch to Annie, and Annie turned him down because they still hate him that much. So it's like people were willing to put all of that stuff aside and champion him as some hero, as if he was going to go find Brian Laundry and haul him into the police station and bring him back. What? Because why? <laughs> because it, that's what you do when you don't when you look at people's lives as characters and not as real people. Like it's just it's so frustrating to watch to have watched all of that happen. And it's particularly frustrating knowing that the people who did those things, who, who treated his family horrifically, said all of these horrible things about them, like harassed them, uh, invaded their privacy, posted videos of them gardening all over the internet, did all of, like, talked about acting like they were so suspicious, are still implying that they somehow planted evidence and were lying to the police and lying to everyone when it seems pretty clear because of how long Brian was dead that they likely didn't do anything at all that like that people are saying but like the same people who did all of this they're probably going to just do it again the next time there's another missing white girl they're just going to do the same thing all over again it's so frustrating to watch people not learn anything like I know that it's hard to realize that you treated people horrifically that were that never actually did anything wrong but if you learn this now if you realize that you should always treat people with respect and not treat people as if they're villains and a true crime case until you have more information and know for sure because of what the police has said or whatever that this that they actually have done the things that you think they're doing like this is all I want true crime to learn if you just wait and wait until you have more concrete evidence other than you just wanting to be this person because you just want to you want it to be solved and you want to just not like this person then you never have to deal with like the like the weird feelings afterwards of realizing that you were treating someone who was a victim of this entire situation as well that badly you you just if you treat everyone okay until you realize that they were involved then you don't have to go back and relearn this idea but like people continue not learning this idea we they just keep repeating this entire process over and over again I'm so tired of people involved in true crime, whether it's the family of the victim or the perpetrator or anyone else, being, like, victimized by people on the internet who thinks who think that they know more than anyone else because they think they're, like, playing out a fantasy of, of, like, a fictional... Like, they've read too many thriller books, they've watched too many episodes of Law & Order, and they think they know things that they don't. And in the process of that, all you do is hurt people. And you just show that you don't actually care about what's happening. Like, you don't... If you actually cared about Gabby Petito and how she died, you would learn something about domestic violence. You would give money to organizations. You would look up a domestic violence shelter in your area and give money to them and maybe volunteer with them if they are able to accept people right now. 
and help people and learn so that other people like her don't end up in the same situation. Instead of making up conspiracy theories that Brian Laundry cut off his own fingers and that's what made the police think that his body, that was his body. I just, I can't. <laughs>